Hello again. Welcome to all of you who have come and are attending and who will watch this video later. I am Pastor Deborah, and we are in a wonderful broadcast show called The Light and Love Broadcast Show Live with me, Pastor Deborah. Of course, when you're watching this, this will be a pre-recorded video. I discovered in learning how to do live shows here on both LinkedIn and Twitter and even on YouTube, all at the same time, I have to have a powerful upload stream to the Internet. I don't have it in my home. I am upstairs on a Wi-Fi router, so my upload speed to do a live streaming is very weak. And I tried that once. I buffer, buffer, buffer. The video stops. I look horrible. So they told me through Restream that I could do a pre-recorded video and release it as a live show. But I do have to tell you that. But the chatting can be live because of my internet upload speed. There was so much to learn about doing live shows. Mm -hmm. And as you know, I always try to use a visual helper. And I am using a video from Pixabay. This is a free motion video. I have found wonderful ones there to help me to help you so you can visualize what I'm talking about. And I'm on Zoom. I'm recording through Zoom so that I'm not real clear. And if you'll notice, my background comes through. That's because I do not use a green screen. I've tried the big ones. They are too big in my little, small living room. I've tried ones that I've made myself, homemade. They are just too cumbersome. Don't hold up as well. I've tried one on a chair that kind of went with you. It wasn't big enough. So I have decided not to use them. So you will see my background coming through. You might see my hand just sort of disappear. And you see back there around it, that brown, that's my background, my living room, where I'm at. And I am inviting you to come into my living room with me. But at the same time, while I'm recording, I'm looking out a door over beautiful Perdido Bay. Right now, the shade is closed because it's cold. The heat just went off. But when I record, somehow the message gets out, out in the realm of the spirit. I have spiritual human beings who've left their body watching me. While I'm recording, that might sound strange, but in the world that Pastor Deborah does ministry in, it is normal operational procedures. You might be sleeping, having a dream, and there you are listening to Pastor Deborah. I just had a dream last night after watching a show about the war in heaven. And angels at war. 
with humanity. Mm -hmm. This little girl had gotten an evil, wicked spirit. They called them souls inside of her. It was put there, sort of for safekeeping. And her native family members performed a exorcism, a deliverance on her. And that thing came out. And when it came out, ooh, a bright light like this shone down through the clouds and it just destroyed that spiritual thing. And it was a movie about a man who had sought priesthood but lost his faith, became a policeman. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that happens to all of us. We get in situations our faith can't hold. We don't know what's going on. And we fall away from believing what the word says, even if we don't know what the eternal words of spirit and life say to us. But I'm a spiritual teacher. That's why you never see anybody else that I have had that I have on my show, because I'm not here to interview other people and get their opinions. We're in classroom time. We're in school. And I'm your teacher, Pastor Deborah. I have spent probably the last 30 to 40 years learning, studying myself, writing, studying, learning, taking tests, all kinds, preparing for the day when I would be able to teach you. That's right. So these broadcast shows are teaching. It's as if you're in a conference, maybe, could be. Could be that you're in a classroom. Yeah. You can do wonderful things now. Virtual. Did you know there's going to be something new out there that we all must be aware of called the metaverse? That's right. A place on the computer. An imaginary world where you have avatars. You can look like anything you want to be. Interact. Very deep personal level. I'm putting on some kind of goggles and yes you're seeing you're hearing your mind is at work Mm -hmm. and a lot of people think it might just be fun way to escape what's going on in life but it's much more than that it's much more spiritually serious but it's also works on the soul of us so that that might be another teaching we'll get to in another light and love broadcast show. But right now, this is episode number seven of the light portion of the light and love broadcast show. We are beginning part number six of light. If you remember, the first Friday of every month, we do a show about light, L-I- G-H-T. It is a word we hear about, but we know very little about. And then on the third Friday of each month, we do a show about love. L-O-V-E. That is a word that is so misunderstood for us in our three-part system of spirit, soul, and physical body. Those three parts are considered a kingdom of us. 
and it's to have a ruler. It's to have helpmates, and it's to be active, and it's to be both in the spirit realm, very active, and in the realm of the natural through the physical body. When you look through your soul, that's the part that has the mental health issues or that world of mental health counseling, social work, psychiatry, psychology, uh, addiction, rehabs. That is the realm that they are working in, the realm of the soul and its thoughts, its memories. Mm -hmm. And they're also working in the realm of the physical body. Mm -hmm. Because the brain is a physical part of the body. That's right. All the chemicals in the brain, the neurons. The neurons are all biological creations. So here, in the late and love broadcast show in this episode number seven we're going to pick up in the next part about light Mm -hmm. but as you know pastor deborah is a spiritual teacher i never start teaching without praying so let's pray dear heavenly father You who are the creator of light itself. I ask you to help us through your spirit called the Holy Spirit. Our spiritual teacher. Help us to understand this word, light. And how it involves us and all of humanity. And the realm of the spirit and the realm of the natural. Help us to spiritually understand what your words have been spoken to us about, have been written to us in your book, the Bible. Help us to spiritually understand, to perceive your words of spirit and life. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. The title of this show today is Dividing the Light from the Darkness. We're going to pick up in some scriptures we left off in. We were working through Genesis 1, 3 through 4. I want to go back and do a review where we were. So we will have an understanding first. Pastor Deborah, that's me, your teacher, always likes to start off at the beginning. Because if we don't start there, and we can't understand very much. In the book called the Bible, which the actual word Bible means book, We begin learning about light at the very start. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. So we saw there was a beginning. Something 
began. Something was created. Okay, so we learned that. We learned that a who did the creating. Verse 2. And the earth was without form, and it was void, empty. And darkness, which means ignorance, lack of something. We're going to get into a little deeper uh, description and meaning of that in just a few minutes. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. The deep meant anything outside of this creator. Because outside of him was a vastness of nothingness. There wasn't anything. And the spirit of God moved upon the face, the presence of the waters. What were the waters? I mean, when you learn that God speaks, when a person talks, speaks, breathes out, water comes out. We see it like when you sneeze. Water vapor comes out. The words are made of sort of water, but there's light in them. Believe it or not, there is energy and light in the words, in the water that carries the breath. If you look at what breath is, mm -hmm. so we're learning a lot about this God. So what he did was he spoke out into this darkness onto this face you kind of see him there he might be speaking and he's circulating the holy spirit it's moving on the darkness all right now we're going to pick up where we have been working verse three and god said let there be light Boom. there it is and there was light. Okay. So we're learning that a who speaks. And his spirit of himself moves on it and brings the power, the electricity, so to speak, the energy to it. Verse 4. And God saw, he looked at the light. He judged it. He checked it out to see if it had what he wanted in it. And we had already done a teaching on that. And that it was good. God even judged himself. What had come out of him. What he breathed out. The words he spoke. He judged the work of the Holy Spirit himself. He's looking over it, over this light that had just been breathed out onto the face of nothingness, darkness. And he looked to see was his rules there, his image, his likeness, was his standards, was his judgment, his justice, his laws, his commandments, was order there, where there had maybe been chaos. And he saw, yes. Everything he desired to be in the light, for the light to do, the order, the rules, the laws of light, they were there. Holy Spirit did good. And he said to himself, that's good. 
I'm pleased with that. What came out of me, what I breathed out, my own thoughts, my own laws, it's in the light. Can't even imagine, but he did. And in verse four, after he judged it, this is what this teaching is going to be about. After he judged the light that it was good, God then divided the light from the darkness. Okay, that's where we're going to pick up. In this teaching, this light and love broadcast show to you. Right now, we're going to talk about that God divided the light from the darkness. Let's do our definitions. We use the Webster's Dictionary. Divided is defined as separated into parts or pieces. Separated by distance. Okay. If you look at my shirt and my necklace, you will see there is black and I put white on it. They're separated by color. They're separated by material. They stand out. You can see it in the yin and the yang. Mm -hmm. You can see there's a difference. And God did this purposely. Number three, it's a line of division, separation. The definition continues. Number four, to separate the distinct characteristics apart from one another. God was starting to work because he was going to use light and darkness throughout his whole word, teaching us throughout all his kingdom. So we had to begin with by separating them, showing a distinct difference so that you would learn and all of creation, both in the spirit realm and the net, would know there is a difference between light and darkness. Number five, I'm looking down at my notes. To separate into opposing sides, adversaries, right there. Mm-hmm. We see that a lot if you even get into the deep molecular conditions and makeup of DNA. We see that there in a male versus a female. Mm-hmm. We see it in when the sun is up, it's day. When the earth revolves and moves, the sun disappears. We're in night. They're opposing. They're adversaries. So he is already making this distinction out in the vastness of nothingness. So that helps us to understand dividing, the word dividing. It's a separation. To show distinct characteristics. Now let's look at the word darkness itself. It's going to be real important as we learn and grow about ourselves, about others, about world systems about what's going on, the things that people do, about laws and governments, about the realm of the spirit, the realm 
or mental health is. Mm -hmm. And even our biological body, because light and darkness is also important to it. So the word darkness is defined by Webster's Dictionary as devoid or partially devoid of light. Number two, not receiving or reflecting or transmitting or radiating or shining out light. When we look at the moon, it radiates, shines out, reflects the light of the earthly sun. Mm -hmm. That's right. Number three. Darkness is defined as transmitting only a portion of light. Number four, wholly or partially black, dark in nature. Number five, this is a big one, arising from or showing evil traits or characteristics. Or desires. You would classify somebody with evil desires, traits, or characteristics as showing or being one of darkness. Number six, dismal, gloomy. Number seven, lacking of knowledge or culture. A lot of times we see that where people don't maybe know as much science, haven't gone to school as much. They're still in what you might call their ancient ways of living, doing. They're still maybe be hunter-gatherers instead of scientific cultures. They may not have what you would call school, as most people would know it. Now, they have school, but it's learning different things. Number eight, it's not clear to your understanding. So when you have darkness, say, in your thoughts, in your mind, of your soul or spirit, you don't have clear understanding yet of something. You're in the dark about it. Like if you walk into a room and it's dark, there's no lights on, you don't know what's in there. You don't know the the layout of the room. You don't know if there's monsters in it. But when you turn the light on, you contrast the darkness and not knowing to seeing, having vision, having awareness now of the situation, the room that you're in. Number nine, it means secret, not out in the open, hiding. Number 10, it's a place or, or time of little light. Number 11, you're in ignorance. It means you're in darkness means ignorance. Now, remember, we need all of these definitions when we are learning and growing about ourselves. Why we do what we do and think what we think. Why other people do what they do. Why the world is the way it is. Mm -hmm. So we need definitions. 
That's what teachers do. We teach. Now, I'm hearing that a lot of people are desiring not to be a teacher anymore in the public school system. It is difficult. Some people just want a good job. They want the salary. They want the hours. They don't want to work hard, but they want, if they work 30 years, I think, they can get a wonderful retirement. But there is a lot of ick that goes with it. You have to join the union, I understand. But you may not believe what the union believes in. Because sometimes the union, they spend their money that you have to give them on politicians you don't like. But you have to join if you're going to get hired. Because the power of the union is so powerful. So many teachers are, for that reason, are desiring to quit. The classrooms, you get some rowdy kids. So many teachers, they're not really called. They want more money. But they have forgotten what teaching is. It's an actual ministry to serve other people. Teaching began through the church, where women mainly would go as a church official and teach children. They didn't get paid by society. They did not get paid from any government. They got paid, if they got paid at all, through the church. The first teachers are always your mama, your siblings, the rest of your family. Nobody pays them to teach a child. But teachers wanted to, uh, they stepped out of this calling, so to speak. Oh, many teachers didn't get paid at all in the beginning. They didn't care. They had a call to help young people and develop them. But that's not how it is nowadays. The teachers want to only work part of the time, part of the day, and get lots and lots and lots of money and benefits. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing, the children are the next generation. So if they can teach them things that they were taught, which is what Pastor does, I am teaching you what I have learned. They are helping the next generation. Mm -hmm. Some people call it programming. Some people call it propaganda. Depends on why you're teaching, and what you are teaching. So darkness is ignorance. Mm -hmm. You don't have any understanding of things. But remember, in some cultures, they're very smart. But their understanding of their culture is not your culture. And each culture looks at the other person and says, oh, you're ignorant. Means you're in darkness. You don't know what we're doing and we don't know what you're doing. So you have to remember that. Same thing in the realm of the spirit, with the human spirit. There's light and there's darkness. Before we close out this teaching, let's do a quick review, okay, of what we have already talked about, as I said. We had said we had been working in Genesis 1, 3 through 4. 
Let's read verse 3. We already read it once. Let's do it again. Repetition is vital in learning. And God said, he spoke out, he breathed out, he released out of himself his own thoughts, his own creations came out of his womb, his mind, his own creations, his images, and they were after his likeness. He breathed out, put into his own thoughts and creations, his DNA, his genes, his laws of life that would sustain the vastness of nothingness. He had the Holy Spirit breathe light, energy into it. He said, let there be light. And there was light. Can you speak? Like that? And something happened? That's a good question to be asking yourself. And that's another teaching, the power of words. To speak and create. And what did that word light mean? It meant to cause, to make a firmament. To come forth as a birth. To permit to enter into something or enter into a place. He was going out into the vastness of nothingness. This creation called light. And there was light. Birth happened. When you speak your own words to other people, stuff is coming out of you. Where is it coming from? Your thoughts. Your own ideas and concepts. That's right. The very womb and birthplace of all light is inside of you. Just as it was inside of this God. And what did this mean? Let there be light. And there was light. It meant come out. Come forth. Go into Come to a place. Be at that point. What did the word be? Let there be light me. God had me look up years and years ago. Every word. Have you done that before? When you hear somebody making a speech. Or you read a book. Do you look up each word? I had to look up this word. Be. B-E. Seemed ridiculous. But I was. Instructed to do that because there are deep, deep hidden meanings when people speak or give a speech or a talk or write a book. Have you ever looked at a painting? It's a picture. There's no words in it. But each person who looks at the picture gets different things, different meanings, interpretations has different spirit about the painting. Mm -hmm. So the word be, let there be light, be, means one, to occupy a position. Two, to have identity, be birthed, come forth. Number three, 
to remain unmoved, undisturbed, or uninterrupted. Once you realize when he said, let there be light, he meant, don't you move? Your rules cannot change. Your consistency, your DNA, the power, it ain't going to be removed. It's not going to be disturbed. It's going to remain in place. Number four means to occur, to take place. And what did the word light, L-I-G-H-T mean? Something that makes vision possible. Two, visual stimuli to see with your eyes or of your understanding. Three, a candle. But in order for a candle to provide light, the wick must be lit. There must be a fire there, a light. Mm -hmm. So you can see. Number four, light means daylight, dawn, beginning. Number five, spiritual, illumination, understanding, perceiving. Number six, truth, something that is factual and informs. Number seven, a set of eternal Principles, standards, codes, rules, laws, judgment, governing, standards, foundations. Eight, illumination. Nine, clear. Those are some powerful definitions of the word light. We hear how that's used and go, They don't want the light to be shown on what they're really doing. That's right. People have thoughts. They will say words so you won't look really behind and in the darkness of what they're really thinking. Verse number four. And God saw. He looked on. He perceived. He judged his own works. He looked with his eyes at his light. And he examined it. Can you do that when you speak? Look at your own words and examine it to see if it's really you and your thoughts coming out. And he judged it. He made sure of its truth, its foundations, its reliability for eternity was there. He hasn't gone very far, but he checked out his own light, his own words, his work of his Holy Spirit. And that's what that light is. It's out in the vastness, as you can see, of darkness. Starting to show a separation, a dividing of light and darkness. And he decided, and after his examination, he said, that light, what the Holy Spirit did, it is good. The word good, we learned in last lesson, meant favorable, bountiful, 
full, suitable. Number six, number three, I'm sorry. Number four, free from perversion, evil, disease. Number five, sound, right, moral, complete in nature and essence. Was his image, his likeness, his thoughts, his moral standards, his righteousness, his glory. It was all reflecting him. It was his character, his laws, his glory, his mind and heart was all in the light. Because he is light. He was having babies, so to speak, sending forth the children. Yeah. In a way, speaking. Number six, he found it to be trustworthy, reliable. Seven, profitable. Eight, wholesome. Number nine, well-founded. All that means good. Mm -hmm. Number 10, true and not lacking. Number 11, not deceiving or bewitching. Number 12, deserving of respect. 13, honorable. 14, legal, valid, in effect. 15, conforming to his standards, to his character, to his image, to his thoughts, to his goals and purposes. That's He was looking at his light that he just spoke out, checking it making sure it was exactly what it was supposed to be. So we would learn of him. And we could see him in and through the light. We would learn about him in the light. He also said this light was loyal and righteous. All these characteristics of good is him. And he was checking to see if this light reflected that. Was it an image of him? A likeness of him? Did everything line up with him? If we looked at the light, were in the light, could we see him? And did he himself have all these characteristics? The definitions of good go on. 17 says, praiseworthy. We would learn about him. He was so far removed and he couldn't explain himself or show himself. So he sent himself out as light filled with all of himself for us to see and all of creation. Remember, he spoke out into the vastness of nothingness. There was nothing there. Now we come to what this lesson is about. Verse 4, God, after he examined the light and determined it was good, then he divided the light from the darkness. He separated light and darkness. He provided a contrast. He separated the characteristics of light By distance, by characteristics, images, lightning, from darkness. 
there was a line of division. As you can see in my necklace, it comes so far and off of light as darkness. So he's separated into opposing sides, adversaries, light and darkness. Mm -hmm. Good and evil, maybe. Right and wrong. Lawful and lawlessness. Righteousness and unrighteousness. Obedient and disobedient. Good versus bad. Mm -hmm. He is starting to do a separation, a dividing. And we are going to need that as well as all of creation. The word darkness itself is defined from Webster's Dictionary as number one, empty, lacking, devoid, not having light. Number two, not able to receive light, to reflect light, to transmit light, to radiate light out, not shining light out. He's starting to tell us some things that much later in his book, we will be able to understand when he speaks to us and he talks to us, trying to help us. He's making clarity between light and darkness, between himself and an adversary, darkness. Number three, darkness was defined as dark in nature, evil traits, characteristics, or desires. That's going to be real important. When you're trying to understand yourself, others, world systems, governments, laws, what people do, cultures, rules, what's happening. Number four, darkness is defined as dismal, gloomy. Number five, lacking knowledge. Well, what kind of knowledge would that be? Could be in the earthly world, you didn't learn to read or write or know your math. But you may have other knowledge, maybe of herbs, the stars. Mm -hmm. So you have to be careful when you understand darkness is lacking knowledge. Number six, not clear. Lacking perception, not able to see or to understand. A lot of these definitions are going to come in much later in this book, the Bible, when different people and prophets and teachers and even a young man named Christ Jesus speaks to us. Mm -hmm. And he tried and he's going back. And he's trying to help us. Number eight, a place or time of little light. Number nine, in ignorance of truth. 
When there's darkness, there's no truth. So what does all of this mean to us, to our three-part system, our kingdom, us, called spirit, soul, and physical body? What does this mean for nature, for the earth, for all the creatures, for the government systems, for our politicians, our businesses? What does this mean? Well, we're going to have to get into that. But it means a lot. You always learn first where something is defined as, what is its meanings, in order to relate it to yourself. And God divided the light from the darkness. That is powerful. Now we're learning. He is starting to show us there is a difference between light and darkness, between good and bad, evil and righteousness. There is much in light that we need to understand, and we need to understand the darkness. So he's starting to separate, and he knows what's coming. He knows everything. So he is starting by teaching us first about the light, which is him. And he's showing us that anything that's not of him is considered darkness, not good, not worthy, evil, wicked, whether it's a deed, a thought, a concept something you worship or you praise. He's showing us the deep, deep spiritual knowledge we need to have. So this light and love broadcast show is starting to get deep. And I hope you continue to come. I'll keep inviting you that you will keep learning and growing. So this ends this lesson. And I hope you've enjoyed yourself. I'm not the best teacher. I don't have the best microphone or video. And I don't have that fast Wi-Fi upload to really do a true live stream to you. Mm -hmm. I have to do the pre-recorded ones. And I have to make that known to you. And when I invite you, I will make sure I let you know that. So you will not think it's live. And as you know, I don't have any guests. I don't ask them any questions. I am the teacher. Because I have been through so much. I am the teacher. I have been personally taught, trained. I've had this calling since early childhood to be a teacher. I tried it many different ways. And then I discovered YouTube videotaping i had to learn how to sit here talk to a camera and know you're there and then how to invite you live stream record edit teaching is vital to all of us we all need information we all need knowledge even getting your life healed Return to wholeness. Mm -hmm. We need knowledge. 
Our system of spirit, soul, and physical body needs help. Even if you look at people, they look physically healthy. They may not be mentally healthy. There's a lot of things for us to learn. So we start at the beginning. And we're starting with light and love. That's right. So I hope you've enjoyed this teaching. I'll see you again on the third Friday of this month with a teaching on love. We're working through that. Then the next month on the first Friday will be one about light. And we'll keep doing that till the end of 2022. Not sure yet what we're going to do for 2023. Might stay in the same two words or change them. Or have a different topic altogether. Don't know. But this was given to me by the creator of light himself. He wanted to talk to you about these two differences. Mm -hmm. So welcome again to a light and love broadcast show with Pastor Deborah. Mm -hmm. You can find more videos from me on the two YouTube channels of Agape Love, Love is Here's global teaching ministry. One, the Hidden Kingdoms, and two, the children's channel entitled For Children of All Ages. I always podcast these out in audio format and place it on the website. So you are welcome to come again. And if I don't see you, that's okay. Watch it somehow. Other Grow and learn. Study. There's so much out there. YouTube is a wonderful, wonderful platform. For people to be taught on. The Bible is out there. Bible stories. Audio Bibles. Words of encouragement. And there's other social media platforms. That are available. If you can't get it any other way. And there's books. There's a lot of audio books. That will be read to you. Right on YouTube. A lot of podcast shows. Great teachings out there, great teachers teaching to help you. Teachers are given a calling to help you. And then one day you grow and learn and become a teacher. That's right. To make the world better, to help people improve their lives, to become more healthy, to know more light. And to step out of the darkness and into understanding and into the fullness. So the Lord can look at him and say, you are good now. You're in the light where he is. So you be blessed. And I want to thank you again for attending, watching, learning, and growing. And I want to end with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, all of those who don't know you yet. As the giver of light, the one who separated light from darkness, good from evil, right from wrong. And they don't know you yet. They haven't stepped into your light to learn about you. To learn about what is good and evil. What is light and what is darkness? Father, help them to step into the light with you. 
so that you, through your Holy Spirit, can be their teacher. That they too may be able to learn the contrasting image and likeness and elements, foundations of light versus darkness. Help them to know that you divided these two out, provided the contrast so we could learn ourselves. And we thank you for all the help you can give us. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. And through, and we want to bless the Holy Spirit, our teacher, in helping us today to understand this message of dividing the light from the darkness. Thank you. Amen. All right. I'll see you on the third Friday and we'll be talking about love. L-O-V-E. And I'll see you then again next month. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.